It doesn't matter if it's the catwalk, sidewalk, or hallway, or even if you're getting a snack from your work fridge. I slay. It doesn't matter if you're having a good brow day, bad brow day, good skin day, bad skin day. Don't matter if it's PMS and you feel a mess, or if you're feeling blessed because I slay. Because you slay, we slay. This is I Slay the Podcast. What's up, Slay Nation? It's Erica Celeste signing on, and thank you for tuning into episode 2.9 of I Slay the Podcast. This episode, your girl is riding solo, but this episode is packed with plenty of tea. We are going to be talking about Kanye West's new collaboration with Gap. We'll also be talking about the BET Awards as well as highlighting some black designers. So let us not delay and get into this fashion news. We all know that fashion makes news and news makes fashion. Let's get into the fashion news. Our first story actually happens across the pond. So we're talking about the one, the only, British YouTube star, and it's kind of known for this clubland stylish version of, how you doing, Wendy Williams? Yes, the British web sensation, Miss Jason. Miss Jason actually decided to use this time that we have at home to support a very serious cause. So the cause is actually the UKQ. T-I-B-I-P-O-C Hardship Fund. So this is a UK-based grassroots organization fundraiser for queer, trans, and intersex people of color. Yes, this is mind-blowing. So what Jason decided to do was kind of go through go through their Rolodex and find some very stylish friends to assist Miss Jason in actually carrying off this event. So this event, the event of all events of the Pride season, is a charity flash sale. Yes, it is actually called Cleaning Out My Closet. It's very cheeky. <laughs> I know my ex is horrible. Don't judge me. Uh, so it actually features an array of secondhand designer pieces donated by members of Jason's community, including FKA Twigs, Love FKA Twigs. If you don't know who FKA Twigs is, then you're missing out. Also, like, French Kiwi Juice. Well, that's pretty much FKJ is French Kiwi Juice. And then FKA Twigs is a different artist. But I digress. So, uh, so you also have pieces from Naya Cherry and music manager Grace Ladoja. Now, there are vintage pieces from Jean-Paul Gaultier, Miu Miu, and Alexander Wang, as well as more recent um, designs that were actually donated from Martine Rose, Xander Zhao, and Ashish. Now, all of this was actually displayed on Depop for three days, and you would not believe how much money... This raise, I actually went on to see if there was anything that was still available because, I mean, vintage Jean-Paul Gaultier and Alexander Wang, I mean, the prices were reasonable, sis. So, uh, and actually, it was all sold out. And it raised approximately 16.5 thousand euros. Now, we know that the euro is actually worth more than the U.S. dollar. So, in USD, it was $18,543.52. If you go on Miss Jason's Depop page, you can actually still contribute to the GoFundMe page that is on there. Now, that GoFundMe page um, is actually, has is right now, is at 3,638,000 Um, and is actually, again, still up um, to donate to this organization because we want to make sure that we definitely do our part in assist, even though it is across the pond. Um, so make sure that you actually make sure that you go onto GoFundMe and support. Again, the fund is called Cleaning Out My Closet. I am actually very sad that I missed this event because some those pieces were sickening. Okay, sickening. Okay, like for ASMR, the event. <laughs> so actually there was a photo shoot that was done and the pieces are absolutely gorgeous 
and everything was sold out again so I am very sad but these pictures are fab like if you were in in these photos like go ahead and, and post this to the gram because this was absolutely beautiful these pieces oh my god like I am seriously gagging over this like somebody picked you like okay sis okay that that tooted booted that tooted booted anywho you gotta look at it just just to see it um the page is actually still up on depop just if you want to get into these looks okay these looks are killer and you can go ahead and find miss jason at c-o-c-c with miss jason so make sure you go ahead and follow um and go ahead and check out this amazing amazing youtuber of color okay so, in our next fashion news story, we are talking about Kanye West. Now, Kanye West is actually someone I am very torn between because I know that he has some mental health issues and sometimes he does not take his medicine that causes Kanye to Kanye. Yes, it is now a adjective. Um, so, someone who is Kanye means someone has diarrhea of the mouth. Um, and they kind of say things that are unexpected. Sometimes they are profound. Sometimes they go against one's character, which is why um, people are definitely torn when it comes to Kanye West. And I believe uh, he was actually canceled for uh, everything that went along with DJT because I will not call that man my president because he is not, okay? His name is D. JT, like that white kid from Malibu, they get on your nerves who think they hood, but, uh, nah. <laughs> uh, so what actually happened with Mr. West is that Yeezy is actually teaming up with Gap and actually going to call it Yeezy Gap. It is going to be introduced in the first half of 2021. This is a 10-year deal that actually starts this month. And after the 10-year deal is over, Kanye actually has the option to renew after, so after five years. So, you know, like when you get an apartment, right? So you get an apartment, your lease is for a year. Usually the apartment complex will actually send you out a letter approximately three months or 60 days, kind of depending on what their policy is, giving you the offer to renew your lease. And if you don't, if you decide not to renew your lease, they kind of give you some terms that are set in stone in order for you to be able to notify if you want to continue for years, six months, you know, renew for another, you know, five years, 10 years, whatever. That's exactly what's happening, right? So five years, depending on how the brand is actually uh, going, Kanye can actually choose to stay or not. Now, this line is going to be a modern elevated basics for men, women, and kids at accessible price points. Say that three times. Accessible, 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 accessible. So, um, Yeezy Gap is actually estimated to generate $1 billion in sales. That's kind of what... Here's my thing. I want to know if it's going to be exactly like Yeezy, you know, the, the more expensive brand, but cheaper. If it's going to be the same exact thing. Because if it's the same exact thing, wouldn't that affect the bottom line of your brand, right? What's the copyright on that? Are you able to use your own designs to partner? Like, you know when you're in college and you submit a paper to turnitin.com, but if you tend to use your own work that you've already submitted, it's considered plagiarism. Is that the same thing? I don't know how that works. Somebody please tell me. Um, so I, I find, I really do find that this will be interesting. I think that he should kind of, I know that he wants to do basics, but I hope that he gets out of the mud. Meaning that he has kind of followed the stream of very nude nudes, like variations of nude. And I know that skin tones are very varying um, in, in shade, but sometimes you got to be like, bruh, can we, can we get something else? Can we get some print or something? Because um, I feel like his basics are too basics. Basic and the Yeezy brand overcharges for some very simple basic stuff that I could just do myself. Uh, remember that hobo line that he had? Everybody just started cutting holes and stuff. Yeah, you did it yourself and didn't have to spend a crap ton of money. So we'll we'll look to see how this Yeezy Gap brand uh, will actually hold. Since it is estimated to do one billion dollars in sales, I think that they're low key hyping it up. Um, and the reason why I think this um, is going to be this way is because right now the nation 
everybody's pockets are hurting. Well, most people's pockets. Most people's pockets are hurting right now. Most people are out of work. Malls are closed. Even though retail, you know, retail shopping online has been up. You have to think about that Gap is actually has its own um, brick and mortar stores. And actually, I know that they actually shut down a lot of stores. So this is like their last effort to revive their brand and I think that that's why they're kind of boosting this and I think that that's also why they kind of paired up with Kanye for this because his brand on his own sells very well so they're hoping that some of that will actually trickle down to them and because people are coming in you know to the store for this or shopping online for this particular brand that that will it will actually help them kind of recover so I kind of want to see if they're actually going to cut corners to save money in order to maximize profits. I know that that just got very technical real quick, but that's how you actually have to think about these designs, right? So when you look at what these brands charge, like a lot of these, so everything we know that after this COVID-19 stuff is over, even though we know that it's, it's far from over, a lot of things are going to go up because a lot of companies actually have to recover their losses right so we know that gap in banana republic which is all owned by the same company closed a whole bunch of stores um i know that there have been a few especially in maryland um that have closed because i know someone who actually um worked or works for the company depending on um how you look at it today but i feel as if the pr prices are going to go up in general so i don't know if people are going to be able to just shop like that um, I know that there's this whole keeping up with the Joneses thing, but if we're all not going anywhere, like why waste our money? I bought a whole bunch of clothes online. Granted, they were dirt cheap, but I bought a whole bunch of clothes online. And the only thing I'm going to do with, with it is just take pictures to show y'all online. Like I'm not going anywhere. Like we saw all the increases with COVID-19 recently. So I'm like, I'm staying my black behind in the house. Okay. I'm only going out if I absolutely have to, which is to work to the grocery store and to run like small errands as of right now i am on my grind i am perfecting a few things you know within myself within my you know my professional life i just finished grad school you know i'm i'm focusing on being more committed to you guys and creating more content for you to digest um and as fabulous a way as possible so i feel like our focus nowadays is, is actually going to end up changing. Um, so I really want to see how this line, I mean, there will be some people who will buy it, right? Because with Kanye, with Gap, it is a global brand. So maybe that figure of annual sales is going to be global and not domestic. So if it's domestic and there are a lot of other countries that, you know, aren't suffering as much as, as we are, um, with this whole thing because of who's in charge and how we're, you know, as a nation handling everything that's happening right now. Um, I think that it'll be very interesting to see if it will actually hit the one billion in annual sales. And then I want to know of that one hundred that one billion dollars, um, how much of it is actually profit after Kanye recoups his um his money because I know Kanye is trying to get on the Forbes list as a billionaire and I know that this most likely is going to be a part of that process so I, again I do I know I keep saying this I, I, I'll keep my eyes kind of peeled for it just to kind of see how it does after it launches next year um, I also hope because you know with Kylie Jenner, um, they actually removed her from the Forbes list of self-made billionaires because they found out that she actually fudged some of her numbers. So I hope that uh, the momager doesn't do this with Kanye as well. That way, at least, you know, if there's another black billionaire, Mama Jenner, you know, Mama Kardashian momager um, didn't have her hands in kind of soiling that win for the culture, even if it is from Kanye. So that concludes. I am super excited to bring back to you a segment from season one, which is going to be the designer highlight. In this segment, we highlight designers of color. So let's get into it. So our first designer highlight of the season is going to be Sandiso Kamalu, who is based in Cape Town, South Africa. 
So she actually showcases her South African heritage in a stunning, sustainable textile that she designs. Now let's get into her educational background because she is an educated sister. So she graduated from Central St. Martin's, then went on to study architecture at the University of Cape Town. And finally, she continued her education in London in a master's in design for textile features program. Now her designs have classical elements, but also have a new age flair. Whoa! Her designs inspired, were actually inspired by her mother, who was an activist fighting against apartheid in her youth and other inspirational black figures in South African history. Yes, a little African girl, black girl magic, okay? Now, like, um, so the people that she actually uh, gained some inspiration from would be Charlotte Maxiki and Sarah Forbes Bonetta. She was also inspired by the places that she visited and the people that she met. Isn't that beautiful, you guys? I know that I got kind of very ASMR right there, but that is absolutely beautiful. And all of that hard work and commitment and awe-inspiring work actually won her the Vogue Italia Who's On Next Dubai competition in 2015. And more recently, she was a finalist in the LVMH Prize, which is super cool. Um, so go ahead, sis. I'm very excited um, to also announce her GoFundMe campaign. Well, I'm not really announcing it. I'm just more so promoting it on this platform. So she is actually raising money to provide protective packs of face masks, alcohol, hand sanitizers, food parcels. Um, and it's going to be for women in need in Imizamo, Yethu, a township in Hoot Bay, Cape Town. So, um, so pretty much the... With this, literally, I'm reading this from the GoFundMe page. So it says, in such an overcrowded community, it is nearly impossible to self-isolate. And furthermore, with the unprecedented lockdown, has meant many households have been left unable to provide an income for themselves. This is an effort to provide essentials for safety and support. This is to support uh, vulnerable households in these unprecedented times. Now, she also has teamed up with mutual friends Katrina McPherson and Sindisu Kumalu have pretty much collaborated um, with Sisterhood and other community leaders in order to address this. Now, if you want to go ahead and donate, they actually let you know exactly what your money is going to. So this GoFundMe page is titled Imizamo Yetu, literally... I'm sounding it out. That's how I'm pronouncing it. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Um, so it's I-M-I-Z-A-M-O space Y-E-T-H-U X, you know, for Anne, sisterhood, making a, masking a community. So you can also find the link to this. So right now they're at like 3,066 euros and their goal is 5,000 euros. Um, so they have 74 donated so far, um, and some people following it as well. So we want to make sure that we actually donate, and the donations are as small as 5 euros, um, five, 15 euros, 20 euros. So those notes are all that they're asking for. If you're able to donate more or sponsor um, multiple packages, that is greatly appreciated. And it kind of tells you exactly what that is doing, so we can't you know, forget about the motherland during this time. You can find her on Instagram at S-I-N-D-I-S-O-K-H-U-M-A-L-O. -L. So her first name and last name at Sin, S-I-N-D-I-S-O-K-H-U-M-A-L-O on Instagram. You can go ahead and click the link on in her bio in order to donate. And then to find out more about her designs and more about her, um, you can actually go to www.sindisokhumalo.com. And that's it for our designer highlight. Oh, girl, the way you sipping, I know you got the tape. Spill it. Spill all of it. Oh, I know this finna be good. You know what? Let me go get some popcorn so I can find out what's popping.
So let's get into wish, wish, wish popping. All right, don't judge me. I had a little Cardi B moment. I kind of needed that with this rain to kind of hype me up, y'all. But let's get into this first story. So for the first story, we're talking about BET's first virtual award show. So with COVID-19, you know, we can't be around each other. LA and areas like that out in Cali have actually gotten worse and are kind of regretting opening things up. So BET decided to do a virtual award show. If you haven't seen it, the best way to kind of describe this award show is like an award show, of course, does in the title, plus like 106 and Park combine you know kind of like old school BET vibes for real so this one was actually hosted by Amanda Seals and Amanda Seals actually decided to wear I don't know why I said actually like it wasn't expected of course it's expected but she decided to feature clothing on her person from black designers in this virtual award show you have performances by artists like Anderson Pack, Megan Thee Stallion, Masego, Chloe and Haley, DaBaby and we ask you, the Slay Nation on Instagram, if you watched the BET Awards and what you thought about it. We said that, I said, every time I say we, just take a shot because I'm so used to having a team last season and now it's just me. So when I say we, I mean we. You know, right now for me, they're synonyms. So let's go ahead and get into these comments. So the first comment is going to be by Felice underscore 9801. She said, I absolutely loved it. Remind me of back in the day. And Comcast has on demand, so I'ma be jamming. So at the Rude Urban Truth Podcast said it was nice. It felt like old BET. The, perf the performances felt like videos. So another comment is actually from Smokin' Sip Podcast. So Roddy Rich killed his performance. The bands and all the performances were amazing. Gotta give it the Summer Walk-In and the Stallion too. So the last comment is going to be from Gnomestead. I thoroughly enjoyed it. This was the first time in years that I've watched the ceremony in its entirety. I normally watch the performances. I want to see the next day. I did miss seeing audience reactions a bit, but everything else was dope. I like Meg's performance the most. So my reaction to this award show, so I did watch it um, with my family like we usually do, but I definitely do agree um, with Gnomestead. I usually tune out after a while um, with most of these award shows. Like I watch the red carpet. My mom will usually call me to go ahead and watch like you know, if Lizzo comes on or artists that she knows that I like performs. Um, and I really do like that they also use some kind of what I would consider alternative artists. So they're artists that are very popular within certain circles, but they're not necessarily played on the radio. Like I, the reason why I mentioned um, Masego is that I absolutely love his music. Um, and that's actually how I heard of FKA Twigs and, and French Kiwi Juice that I mentioned before. Um, in the fashion news segment and he has this song called Tada! that song is super dope I love that song um, and I play it constantly so I really do love that I was able to listen to a lot of these artists I kind of felt like um, like everyone said that it kind of felt like the it gave us old BET vibes and I definitely we all know that you know most of that stuff was pre-recorded um, and they still did all the awards and I wonder if for the award speeches if they kind of pulled a RuPaul right so if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race the one thing that you've noticed in more recent seasons is that they actually do not crown a winner the same day that they compete against one, one another once they get to the top four right so with the top four they kind of eliminate down to the top two right so before they actually go out, everyone actually prepares their acceptance speech and it's already already recorded and everything in front of the audience and everyone kind of reacts in real time as if they won. And then once they watch it back, 
um, on the final episode, then they find out who actually wins. Now, this season, a RuPaul's Drag Race was definitely a little bit different because it was virtual, but they still kind of had that same thing. They all kind of did their speeches in advance. And I really do like this because to me, this means that what ended up happening was they wanted to avoid another Teddy Riley incident. So if it was really live and streamed on TV, there was way too many rooms for mistakes. It would have been way too many performances to actually coordinate. So the fact that everyone kind of got it together, and I love seeing Anderson Pack perform, and one thing that was definitely very clear was a lot of people were talking about the systematic racism and police brutality in the United States. And it's kind of hard to not kind of be at a black award show and not talk about black issues, right? So what was very controversial was uh, baby's actual um, performance that was submitted and viewed. Um, a lot of people didn't like the fact that it, would, it was kind of referencing what happened with George Floyd. Um, and a lot of people did, didn't like that. And a lot of people said it was very poignant and made a point. Um, me, I don't have an opinion about it either way. I just kind of feel like that was a very prominent theme throughout the whole show, right? So the show was actually super black this year. And actually, it's probably the best that it's been in years. Because usually with the BET Awards, once it starts, there's usually some type of, like, delay issue. Because usually somebody dies, like, right before. Like, somebody super famous that we all love literally dies a week of or a few days before the actual show and it kind of throws everything off a little bit just because they do have to adjust and depending on who it was and how close it was it kind of impacts everyone's mood um so I definitely do agree that I do miss I miss the red carpet I really do that is my favorite part I wanted to do slay or nah but I felt like because the only person's outfits that I could really critique were Amanda Seals but she was wearing all black designers, so I don't care if she wore, you know, a plastic bag. I would have still supported it because she wore black designers. And, you know, statistics have actually been rolling around that 3% of designers in the industry are actually black. That statistic is very scary. You telling me that 97% of designers are pretty much majority are going to be white, um, which is... is pretty odd and, and kind of it's not really odd it's to be expected let's let's be real it's to be expected um so another part of this award show that I'll actually talk about is something that we actually posted on our Instagram page so we actually do want to hear what you have to say so again take a shot I said we um so Marseille Martin she actually presented an award digitally and a lot of people had something to say about her hair and about her teeth. Now, Marseille Martin is actually 15 years old. Yes, 1-5, 15. So uh, she actually decided to um, make a statement in reference to this. So I'm actually going to play this through my phone, through the mic, so I hope that this picks up a little more um, clear, but let's get into it. And a lot of people have been addressing um, my hair or talking about my hair um, and how it looks like a grandma's wig and I don't she's pulling her wig now she's and they're talking eyes. about my veneers and this she shows the mouthpiece like a veneer to me um and it's hard it's difficult to run through my mind um but I'm sorry to anyone that I offended or um haven't gotten to your expectations about how I'm supposed to be and I'm, I apologize and I just I never want to hurt anyone's feelings or have anyone worried about what I what my decisions are <laughs> I'm sorry she just referred to you Just my hair. Just for Breonna Taylor. 
Yes, queen. Can I just say, tell them haters what? That is a slap to the face. <laughs> slap to the face. Let me tell you, Marseille Martin, to be 15 years old, a lot of these young actresses um, are definitely coming for people's necks because you're not going to come for me in my wig and the people who killed Breonna Taylor still aren't arrested, Pooh. I put that on period, period, Pooh. Okay, what are you doing? What are you doing? Talking about my hair? You are talking about a minor's hair. Mind you, a minor. She's 15. 15 years old. And people are on Twitter attacking and bullying this girl. Like, I feel like that should be considered hate speech. If you are bullying a minor online, I think that you should be put in Twitter jail. Seriously. Seriously, you are bullying a child. And depending on what state they're in, I, I would be petty, petty and investigate. If, the, if that state has bullying laws, I would hold people accountable. Now, we know that there's a difference between slander and libel. And because she is a public figure, she can't sue for either. However, she is a minor and cyberbullying is a crime in some states. So figure out what the laws are in your state and have your day in court, boo-boo, and be petty. Be petty. Be petty to the max. Petty to the max. When sis pulled out that whatever, $100, I'm going to say it's $100, okay? Because if I'm blowing my nose in some money, it's going to be $100 bills. Why? Because you are a non-mother factor. Like, sis, if you don't get your roses, okay? She's going she gonna to put on her actress role. <laughs> so she tugged on the pig, on, on her pig. She tugged on her wig like... <laughs> It's not coming off, sis. Like, so her hair, she is 15 years old. How many of us at 15 years old had somebody do our hair and we look like a grandma? My whole junior prom, my junior ring dance picture made me look like I was a, a Tallulah in 1953 uh, being called a floozy because I had spaghetti straps. Like, I had black lip liner. My hair was curled like a grandma. And I was, I was about, yeah, I think I just turned about 15, 16 years old, man. And I be dead. You look like a grandma. You know what? I sure enough did. Who of us at 15 or or 14 or remember that, you know, as, as for women, remember the the transition between little girl hairstyle and with the bobos and ballies in middle school, the transition into raps? Like, that didn't happen for all of us at the same time. Like, my parents were still trying to send me to middle school with pigtails and shit. Like, seriously. Oh, I cuss. Oh, well. We just gonna keep that in there. Because I'm not editing it out. Because it's... I'm tired. <laughs> um, so, actually, let's go ahead and get into this second story. So, the second story is actually a happy one. It's about Tabitha Brown. That's good. That's, um... That's, that's my business. If you don't know who Tabitha Brown is, I've been watching Tabitha Brown for a few years. And I feel like I kind of knew about her more so. And I believe I first started hearing about her when uh, when I lived in California. Because um, she kind of came across my Facebook and I believe YouTube as well. Um, she is actually a vegan. I am not a vegan. But I do enjoy her videos. Um, no Class Podcast actually talked about this on one of their episodes. So go ahead and, and catch up on their season. Their current season is over. Um, but they will be ringing up for the next semester. And they'll, they'll let you know at uh, No Class Podcast on Instagram. Shout out to them. Um, because Chantel was actually on my last episode. And they were also on the first episode. So make sure if you haven't caught up, go ahead back and, and catch up. But uh, Tabitha Brown is actually getting a show on the Ellen DeGeneres Digital Network. Now, this information comes from Black Enterprise from Dana Giddens. So Tabitha Brown, you can find her on Instagram at I am Tabitha Brown. She is uh, a brown woman. Um, her last name, well, that was not on purpose, um, but that's her business. She has 2.4 million followers on Instagram, and she actually um, kind of skyrocketed to TikTok fame with her videos of making uh, vegan bacon using uh, some carrots that you use a vegetable peeler to kind of get you your, your slices. Um, you put it in, in the air fryer. You get yourself your um, liquid aminos and some other seasons that she discusses. Yes, I watch it all the time. 
Um, and I heard that it's good. So I'm going to have to make that one day because I do now have an air fryer, but I do not have liquid aminos nor carrots because um, I don't buy big carrots. I buy baby carrots and just nibble on them like a rabbit. So, um, so she's actually... Um, so she decided to, let's talk about her journey, right, with veganism, because that's how it kind of all started. She was a rideshare driver, and she was trying out vegan foods. Um, so she started kind of doing reviews in her car, um, kind of, you know, going to Whole Foods and things like that. Um, because, and honestly, especially depending on where you live, like places to me, like California, I feel like are a lot easier to be vegan in. And I believe that now that veganism is becoming more popular, um, you will actually find a lot of vegan restaurants around. So like here, um, why am I blanking on the name? God dang it. it. There's this very popular vegan place here. They actually just started doing um, radio ad spots um, in Maryland. So there are a lot of vegan um, restaurants. And I actually tried some food from them one day. You know, vegan isn't is it for me i'm i'm gonna be honest um my body can't digest soy like that i know that's tmi but if there's soy in it my body's like no thank you no oh land of kush there you go i didn't even need to google it land of kush is a local um vegan spot my best friend loved it my best friend um felicia is vegan um part-time pescatarian and uh, she's been trying a lot of different places that have gotten me to go. This one place we went to had vegan shrimp. And um, I'm not mean to put on my business, but I'm going to do it anyway because that's my business in the spirit of Tabitha Brown. But I'm a real. I actually um, tried their vegan shrimp. And I was very happy because it looks like shrimp. It may not taste like shrimp. But you put enough Old Bay on that, get you a sop it up some some juices, you know. Because I'm not vegan. I can use, you know, chicken broth and all that good stuff. And make me some good old Alfredo and sop it up with some sauce and some goodness. And I'll be good to go. But vegan shrimp is sold out. So I'm going to need for uh, places to get their life together and start making vegan shrimp again. I don't know what's in it, but I'm, I'm down for it. So she's actually going to create a series. Um, so again, just to go back, sorry, I have... Skipped all over what I was talking about, but let's go ahead and get back to it because I digress. She decided to go vegan after watching a documentary called What the Health and as a way to kind of fight her chronic pain element. So she actually has a YouTube video about exactly why she went vegan and she kind of goes more into depth about it. And she, her web series is actually going to be called All Love. And that's because, you know, Tabitha Brown, regardless, she's this very welcoming, very, very partially open, um, comical. She actually even um, acts as well. I know I saw her on an episode of Will and Grace. She played a police officer, which was really cool to kind of see her in that. So I hope that she does more acting things in the future. Um, she kind of plays this like, I mean, she plays a sassy black cop role like um, on the episode Grace got back with this guy that she was in a relationship with previously, but come to find out she was dating him, and she ended up sleeping with the man's son and his father, and then he still forgave her, and then she used his... She was pregnant at the time um, with another man's baby and used his bathroom, but her bowel movement broke the toilet, and she lied and said that someone broke into the house, and... Cause she messed up the place and um, trying to get the. Apparently, she tried to burn some candles, fire extinguisher, kind of went off, destroyed the place, said it was broken into. They called the cops. She was one of the cops, and that was the scenario. I know that was TMI, but um, I quite enjoyed her in the role of the honest, sassy cop. Um, yeah, cause that that episode was hilarious. So um, she actually has some more opportunities coming her way. And the Ellen DeGeneres digital platform um, is a is a um, is actually a um, so behind the scenes pretty much there are two people with the Ellen DeGeneres digital network. It's actually a partnership with Ellen DeGeneres and Warner Brothers Digital Networks. 
So she also is supposed to appear as a co-host on Nickelodeon's Kids Race and Unity, a Nick News special. So it's a revival of the popular 90s series with singer Alicia Keys to discuss the recent events around police brutality and racial injustice. So I am actually looking really forward to this um, and I can't wait for it to air. I love Tabitha's videos. I actually sit and binge watch them and then I binge watch Brandon Mondo's videos and then I binge watch Jackie Ina videos. And then there's also this girl that does true crime where she does makeup. I don't even care about the makeup that she's doing. I'm just very invested in the stories. Um, so now we're going to go to the final story and... Uh, what's popping? So one thing that we've actually noticed is that a lot of people are starting to look inwards when they are examining their own privilege and complicity. By this, I mean non-black people. Um, actually, even some black people. I know I myself have started to kind of examine um, my own privilege being um, someone who is a, you know, a college graduate coming from a two-parent home um, and, you know, with my father's income kind of where it is where it was growing up and how I actually benefited from that so what's happening right now in the world again um, so in the kind of cartoon uh, sphere so I don't know about you but I know that whenever I I love cartoons I am a grown-ass child judge a mother so I love cartoons I can sit and talk with a child about cartoons all day long my best friend son and I talk about cartoons all the time and my best friend looks at me like I'm crazy yes I watch Adventure Time yes I watch I, I I'm I'm a geek I'm sorry right now I'm reading a web novel um, that's based in China that's translated to English and this thing is like 1274 chapters and I'm on like chapter 346 I think that's what I think I'm at. I'm not going to restart it because I am still reading the chapter. So I'm going to say I'm on chapter 346. But I digress. So there are a lot of Caucasian voice actors that are taking a stand. And they are actually leaving their places of employment. Um, in kind of So what they're doing pretty much is they're pushing for black voice actors to play um black characters right so as i said before i don't know about you but i know a lot of times i am often shocked whenever people actually um reveal who's playing what cartoon characters again i do watch a lot of cartoons as an adult like i love big mouth i think it's hilarious do i you know get a little upset when i find out that not that many, you know, like the characters that, you know, the people who are voicing the black actors aren't actually black. Um, I'm like, all right, but am I surprised? No, you kind of get used to it over time, um, especially once I found out that Cleveland was white. Um, that kind of broke my spirit. Um, so, well, and that really broke my spirit because it takes a lot to break my spirit, like a super cartoonism, but I wasn't shocked. When it happened, I was sad, but then I wasn't shocked. So what's happening right now is on Big Mouth, there is a character called Missy. Now, Missy is half Jewish, half black, um, well, half white, half black, pretty much. And uh, one, and her mom, um, well, and I believe she is, no. Okay, so Missy's character, I believe, is just flat out black, but her parents are Jewish, I don't know. So let's go ahead and, and let her explain it, right? So this is Jenny Slate's comment. I have come to a decision today that I can no longer play the character Missy on the animated show Big Mouth. At the start of the show, I reasoned with myself that it was permissible for me to play Missy because her mom is white and Jewish. Right, so her dad is black. Okay, cool. Yep, hippie parents. That black dad, white mom. But Missy is also black, and black characters on animated shows should be paid by, played by black people. I acknowledge how my original reasoning was flawed, that the, it existed as an example of white privilege and unjust allowances made me... I lost my place, but I'm getting it back. 
Um, yes, allowances made within a system of societal white supremacy and that in me playing Missy, I was engaging in an act of erasure of black people. Ending my portrayal of Missy is one step in a lifelong process of uncovering the racism in my actions. As I look back on the nature of emergence of my own voice in comedy, I know that I have made mistakes along the way. I can't change the past, but I can take accountability for my choices. I will continue to engage in meaningful anti-racist action to be thoughtful about the messages in my work, to be curious and open to feedback, and to do my best to take responsibility for the ways that I am part of the problem. Most importantly, though, to anyone that I've heard, I'm very sorry. Black voices must be heard. Black lives matter. Other voiceover actors like Kristen Bell has also stepped back from her role um, on um, on another show where she plays a um, biracial character. Also, Mike Henry is um, he has actually played Cleveland for twenty years, um, but he believes that a person of color should play this character. As I said before, I was definitely um, surprised um, when I found this out. But he's actually stepping back from his role. So Kristen Bell, as I said before, she was on Central Park. Um, and um, and that's an Apple TV show. So she stepped back from that role. Um, we also have another someone from The Simpsons 2 um, also stepped back. Um, so they're saying that Apu may be leaving The Simpsons as a character. Um, because it is indeed, you know, a racist portrayal of people who are, you know, uh, from India, um, and that particular culture, and, you know, it's even, pool is actually even used as a racial slur. Um, there's actually a documentary about this that is on Netflix that is actually very interesting, um, to see, so go ahead and check that out if it's still on there. So here are my thoughts on this, right? So... Another one argument for that a lot of people are going to say is that, oh, it doesn't matter. But I do believe that whenever we hear about um, voice actors of color, there are usually a few people that we hear about, right? So one of the, those individuals is going to be, you know, we know that Cree Summer does a lot of voiceover work. Um, a lot, Orlando Brown was Fillmore. Um, Aisha Tyler is actually Lana and Archer, um, so Regina King, um, was in the Boondocks, we also know that, um, Michael Jai White was Black Dynamite, Sanan Lathan is Donna on the Cleveland Show, Kyler Pratt played Penny, um, Samuel L. Jackson is Frozone in The Incredibles, Marcus Houston is Khalil from, uh, from Bay Bay's Kids. Rihanna was in Home. Isaac Hayes was Chef in South Park. Will Smith was Oscar in Shark Tale. James Earl Jones as Mufasa. And John Witherspoon as Granddad in the Boondocks. Um, so we've had tons of black actors and actresses that definitely do voiceover work. Um, Tiffany Haddish did more than just pets. She also did Tuka and Birdie. That is on Netflix and is hilarious. Um, that's kind of like a world where birds are pretty much like we are humans, except they can also fly, but they choose to drive, um, because they can, which is a pretty cool show. I've actually, um, kind of reveal something personal about myself. On my bucket list, I actually want to, um, do voiceover work for a cartoon. So if more opportunities present themselves, I will definitely throw my hat in the ring. I would love to do a voice for a character. Um, if you, you know, are around me for some time, I will start doing voices. Um, I try to pick up on accents as much as I can. Um, I don't think my accents are that bad, but I am able to pick up accents really well. Um, if I go visit my mom's family in Charleston, I definitely do have a Charleston tinge to my accent. Um, and it kind of becomes this more Caribbean country um, accent for sure. Um, I could definitely pick up on certain phrases and terms and things like that. Um, one of my favorite voices to kind of do is um, Blue from Blue's Clues, but I'm not going to do it now because I'm not auditioning or anything 
Um, so if you know some people, you know, who are in them circles, I mean, email me at isolate underscore, well, isolate podcast at gmail.com. Um, your girl would love the opportunity to do some cartoon voiceover work, at least just one. I'm happy with one, even with this voice. I'm okay with it. Um, not having to adjust it. Um, but I can you know, money talks. <laughs> so, um, so I do believe that this is a big move. I hope that this opens opportunities for other, um, voice actors of color. Um, I hope that this does not mean that they're only kind of forced to do roles of black characters. Um, because I do believe that if the person is good and it, and it kind of fits the tone that you're looking for, it's not fitting some racial stereotype, then by all means, you know, but, um, if this is creating more opportunities for black stars, if this means that we'll start having more black cartoon characters, uh, that'd be great. Um, because usually there's like one, um, Missy is, is like one of the few black characters on the show. I do like that her character is a little bit different. Um, even though, you know, she is a biracial character. I believe that the other black character is a jock who is being bullied by his Caucasian girlfriend, um, who is kind of like the popular mean girl. But I digress. So I hope that this opens up more opportunities for voice actors of color and people who are even looking to get into that field that may not have thought it possible before. So hopefully this doesn't limit, um, you know, black voice actors to only black characters and kind of opens them up to a new world of possibility and allow them to be able to network and prosper for the culture. This concludes another episode of I Slay the Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at I Slay underscore pod. If you want to be a co-host on another episode of I Slay the Podcast, you can go ahead and send us an email. I Slay the Podcast at gmail no it's ice why do i keep jacking up my own email address like i don't type this in my all the time to send stuff to myself from myself um so our email is actually going to be a gmail account um and that email address is islay.podcast at gmail.com again islay.podcast at gmail.com we also do a new feature on our um IG channel on Tuesdays called Tune In Tuesdays, where we actually spotlight um, other podcasts and other creative channels like YouTube and things like that. If you would like for us to feature you um, or on um, Tune In Tuesdays, you can again send an email to isolate.podcast at gmail.com with the subject line Tune In Tuesday request. Um, we will actually be launching Isolate the Podcast Digital, which is going to be our YouTube channel. Yes, I'm finally going to be on YouTube, y'all. So next week, so Isolate the Podcast episodes air um, every other week, so twice a week, like clockwork. And on the opposing um, Wednesdays, we will actually air our YouTube content as well. So I will go ahead and put the link in my in the bio on Islay at Islay uh, underscore Pod on Instagram. Again, Islay underscore Pod. The link will be there for you to subscribe. Don't forget to rate, comment, and review. Um, that way, you know, and share it. It's you know. It's a digital platform that I'm trying to get paid off of. So please share. The more listeners, the more money I make. Um, and your support is free. So thank you so much for listening to this episode to the end. This is Erica Celeste signing off. And remember, the glow up starts within. I love you for real. Bye.